are thinking of going into this house. Don't. If you are thinking of opening this door. Don't. If you are thinking of checking out the basement. Welcome to It's a Nasty World, where we explore the world of the video nasties and censored cinema. I'm Elmo415. And I am Ashley McNasty. And we are here with our special guest, Mr. Dummy Man. Hey, 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 how's it going? Chillin', uh, so, yeah, we, um, we, uh, checked out two movies today. One is called Don't Go in the House from 1979, and the other is called Don't Look in the Basement on our first Don't-isode episode. And, you know, what? I, I, I unfortunately, you have to say, uh, in terms of the ambitions of doing a Don't-isode, my recommendation is don't. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely yeah. don't do it. <laughs> yeah, this was, this was not a good idea. I mean, we, we knew going into this, the results might be mixed good lord <laughs> yeah good, yeah good lord um yeah so i guess let's uh let's start off uh talking about uh don't go in the house from 1979 because and it's true you can't look in the basement unless you first go in the house yeah you gotta so go into the house i don't look in the basement but don't go in the house first. Yeah. yeah. And uh, before we start our discussion, content warning, we will be talking um, themes of extreme violence, homophobia, misogyny, and child abuse. So you have been warned. So if you continue listening and you're uncomfortable, that is your fault at this point. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, don't go in the house from 1979. Uh, so let's just um, let's just go over uh, what did everyone think about this movie. Uh, let's start with Dummy Man's take on what did you think of Don't Go in the House. Uh, what did I think of Don't Go in the House? Well, I can say one thing: Mother should have tried a little harder of uh, getting rid of those demons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I didn't even track that thread. There were demons, and I guess she was trying to get them out, but yes. in a really fucked up way. Yes, <laughs> yeah, by yes. setting his arms on fire. Yeah, I don't think that would work. You know, I believe they're you know fire and brimstone, so I, <laughs> I think it just made them more angry. Yeah, right. It's like couldn't they have tried some like the Exorcist power of Christ compels you bullshit? But it's like <laughs> no, no, no. We're just gonna go straight to child abuse. Yeah, let's yeah. let's just set this child on fire and we <laughs> we'll save this child. Oh yeah, that and I can say the priest was late as well. Why didn't you start this when he was a child? Right. Yeah. Also, you know, honestly, the priest. I, I, I'll, I'll go into it with the priest because horrible decisions that man makes. Yeah. I just like, yeah, uh, could have just gotten yourself not gotten yourself killed at the end of the film, but you couldn't fucking help it. Yeah. Uh, it's like, no, 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 no. Let's let's. We've saved two of these girls. You know, what I should do. 
snoop around further in this house instead of getting to safety when I have like when like there is no one chasing us at the moment. Yeah. yeah. This was like next level horror stupidity. I know you can't have a horror movie without some bad decisions, but like this was even bad decision making to slasher standards. Oh yeah, all the way through. All the way through. So I guess it's like I find this movie frustrating because there is like some good filmmaking going on here in terms of like like the camera work and the lighting and like the set design are all pretty good. And like, there does seem to be like a bit of budget put into, into the production design, this film, but then it's just like the acting is so wooden for the most part. And like, and the pacing kind of begins to fall apart as the movie goes on. Yeah. So it just like, it loses something, even though you can tell like, there are flourishes of good filmmaking in this, so it's just it's it's kind of a frustrating film in that regard. Yeah, I was loving some of the angles that they were uh, shooting, like when he was yelling for his mom and the cocked angle on the side when he's facing the uh, steps. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty which good. is like also <laughs> big theme of this. To- like this film has total psycho vibes to it. It's like oh yeah, definitely. He's like replicating the Hitchcock shots and the whole weird, you know, mom thing going on. It's like, oh, yeah, this is like got Psycho written all over it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, one thing I um, one thing I put in my notes is that this movie in particular was like the movie Psycho, but except everyone who wrote the movie stayed up all night snorting cocaine and was just like, yeah, we're going to add disco. We're going to we're going to put rock and roll in it. We're going <laughs> to fucking flamethrowers. And this was all written at four in the morning with massive <laughs> amounts of cocaine. That's how I believe this movie was written. Well, and I think there's some confirmation, too, because apparently this film uh, did premiere in Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, so that would to be to me was the producers giving themselves an excuse to go to Hawaii because it's like, yeah, no, no, no. Open in Honolulu. So that way we can just like give us, like give ourselves a reason to go to Hawaii and do more cocaine. <laughs> yeah. On top of that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the Coke in this movie was real Coke. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, sure that looked like that was some real powder there. And uh, the acting was a little too on point. Maybe, you know, <laughs> Yeah, the only acting that was any good was when people were getting fucked up, I noticed. It was like, the only realistic thing was like, when people were coked out and drunk, was the only realistic acting, and all the sober acting seemed really wooden and boring. Yeah, I could feel the part where everybody was twacked out of their mind, but he was definitely in his zone, and (laughs) he was not having it. No, absolutely not. It's just like, yeah, I, I feel like the, like the two drunk women, they gave the best performance of the film for me, just because I feel like, like, I don't even think they were really drunk. I think it was just like, okay, we're actually giving you something to go with here, so go for it. And they're like, okay, sure, we're going to actually act now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think they were really trying to uh, support you know, sponsor Budweiser, because I saw a lot of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I guess... I guess let's like maybe a start in with a plot in in earnest in this one. Right. So I guess we start off at some sort of uh, large industrial factory, and it starts with a guy getting lit on fire and like a cool full body burn thing going on. And uh, our main character Donnie just kind of stands there not doing anything. And then we come later to a very strange line that I feel like let's interrogate this line because it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it says, yeah, so after the fire, the um, our, our main character, who's the killer, um, before the obviously before he starts killing people, he um, when the other guy is set on fire, he kind of freezes up and does nothing about it, and then the boss um, gave him shit for it later, saying he just stood there like a fag. Yeah, it's like you just stood there like a faggot, and like, whoa, 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 like, what. This, Whoa, pump like, your brakes. He was just standing there. Like that's like he's like I don't think inaction is 
a typical like gay stereotype like this like like what are you like he wasn't standing there like hello sailor he's like no he was just standing there not doing anything what does that mean standing there like a fag it doesn't make sense to me it's like if choose your stereotypes correctly sir yeah so yeah. what so what mr dummy man what 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 is your interpretation of that line? We've been trying to figure out what the hell that means. Well, I wouldn't understand. I guess he's really into that stuff. That's why he called him a faggot. And he's kind of like, you know, he forgot that he was trying to suppress it. And maybe he was trying to come out towards him, maybe. I'm well, just no, joking. True. I'm joking. Was the other character in the film later on basically accuses him of being closeted so yeah. Yeah. i mean you know i think you're on yeah. something with that <laughs> right right now nah. well, i want to see the story of that manager <laughs> of, of, yeah. like, of the plant foreman who's like see like no no that would be a film do a period piece like repressed foreman who finally figures out who he really is after a after a, a horrible near workplace accident, and he has a a a uh, a view of his own mortality and realizes he's been wasting his life. Yeah, it's like takes one to know one type deal, you know. He secretly goes in high hills at home and you know drinks his scotch, you know, because he has the money to do it because he runs a factory, you know. Right now, no, I think it's like. No, he needs to be doing like a Stella gets his group gets her groove back thing, but for like a closeted gay man in the late seventies. And go. just like just like you be go on like because it's perfect, it's pre AIDS, just go on a tour of the meatpacking district in New York and just like live it up. Yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> yeah. So I mean th- at least that's like okay, so Obviously, I will be submitting my scripts to um, MGM um, in in due time, which Amazon. Yeah, that's right. Amazon owns MGM now. That's weird. Um, (laughs) This is off topic. (laughs) So, sorry. Let's taking it back in here. The Psycho Vibes. Donnie comes back home to his uh, very large, very vertical house of many staircases uh, to find that his... um, his mother, who is basically just like the mom in Psycho, and that she's dead from the get-go, um, has died. Yeah. yeah, She was cooked. Yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, this is very funny. The first shot we do see of her, you straight up do you see her chest moving, and she's supposed to be dead. It's like, yeah, really? you, you, you yeah she kind of gave that up. <laughs> <laughs> I was mean, like, like, mom, mom, it's like, she looks like she's breathing. I mean, it, it it visibly looks like she's breathing. I don't know. <laughs> okay, maybe she took too much medication. He kind of like went crazy and then went back and cooked her even more, even though she was still alive. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is the whole theme of like where he's like very disconnected from reality and yeah. has voices. He's constantly, you know, because it starts out with voices. Later, he starts completely hallucinating. And, you know, yeah. this guy is very unstable from the get-go. Well, then he does hear the voices and they tell him now, you can do what you want. You can play your music as loud as you want. So he just puts on some, like, he just starts cranking the disco. And <laughs> yeah. then like, he's going around. He's, like, <laughs> acting like Tom Cruise in Risky Business. He's like, ha, I can smoke inside the house. I'm going to jump on all the chairs and the beds in the house. Just like, okay, this is like some <laughs> odd choices here, but I'm into it. All right. Whoa, buddy, you took it back to when you were 10, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was looking at that too. Like, yeah, I'm going to make all the fucking chocolate milk mix. I'm going to put in 10 giant fucking scoops of chocolate milk, and then I'm going to get a huge ass tummy ache. And, <laughs> and I'm going to put a cigarette in the statue's eye. Yeah. How about that, mother? <laughs> he was smoking with cigarettes uh, <laughs> and doing hood rat shit now that his yes. mom's dead. <laughs> he finally That's got hilarious. to be himself. <laughs> that seems like a coming out story as well, you know? <laughs> exactly. Because it's true. We do find out now that, you know, flashback time. His mom burned him over a stove as a kid for his wicked and sinful ways, which I think we find out later through some vague implication that he was conceived out of wedlock or something like that. He came from a sinful act. Well, <laughs> and that's all we know. So it's like, okay. what I kind of got from it, uh, well, going through the whole movie was maybe he was gay. That's why he burned all the women. 
hmm, like like some repressed um but then again there's like jeffrey dahmer who only killed men though because he's yeah gay, so i'm not i'm not sure yeah, no, like, I, know, I think this is i think you're on this i think it's more of a jeffrey dahmer type thing but it's like it's like straight jeffrey dahmer like yeah. he's so afraid of like the sexual implications of women around him that he has to murder yeah and, so I think the killer is straight, but that manager is definitely in the closet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's one of those people that is like just so afraid of anything being gay that you're like, um, yeah, I think you're hiding something, buddy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, okay, now what else we got here? Um, okay, it's so, it's like, okay, what's going on? I, going on? That's right. He meets the... His first victim, a woman in the in a uh, a florist, and uh, kind of like I I did like this like uh, this actually was a kind of a good flair screenwriting they had here. They actually gave her kind of a legitimate reason to get in his car with him because there's like a bunch of like uh, like street hoodlums like outside of the uh, flower shop who are like harassing and catcalling her and stuff and he pulls up in his car and offers to give her a ride and it's like okay what do i walk you know next to these guys who are like being really fucking creepy or do i take a ride from this guy who while creepy is a better more appealing option than dealing with these creeps so fine i'm getting in the car yeah (laughs) yeah bad move anyway in all directions (laughs) but it's like okay at least it's like at least there is like from a screenwriting perspective, there was like, okay, this is, gives her an actual reason to get in the car, even though it is a bad decision. <laughs> yeah, and uh, in my notes, I um, I'm gonna say a stupid thing that I wrote here. Yes, please. Uh, so I put, at, so after you know, after he does his uh, does his little disco, turns on his disco, jumps on the chair, acts like a kid. I wrote down, looks like he don't have to do what anyone tells him to anymore. <laughs> 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 yeah, what is it? Looks like no one is telling him don't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Donnie couldn't do what he wanted until his mother died. Now no one's around to tell him don't. Yeah, that's, that's funny. <laughs> don't. Uh, so then I guess he, of course, insists upon stopping uh, back at his home and pressures uh, Kathy, the woman, to come inside with him. And uh, this is where we kind of find, oh, here's why you don't go in the house. Mm, Ultimate yeah. red flags. Yeah, he's like, he's made like a metal lined room that he can cook people alive in using a flamethrower. And he pours gasoline on her first for some reason, I guess, to make her catch on fire faster. Yes, that would be my guess. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, to make it take. It's like, yeah, so, and also, this is like, or it's like, okay, now the movie's like, legitimately getting pretty fucking dark here because it's like up she's stripped naked and is hanging yeah i was like whoa whoa chain in this like torture room like oh good lord this is like getting this is basically getting dangerously close to some shit that like has actually happened so uh rotisserie chicken happens a lot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one way to lighten the mood. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You know. You know what I, I, I'm just thinking right now is like this would be Beavis and Butthead's like favorite movie of all time. They're just like yes, yes, fire, <laughs> fuck oh yeah, <clears throat> fire, <clears throat> fire, <laughs> fire, fire. fire. <laughs> Check out this naked chick in this movie. Fire, fire. <laughs> What's well, oh, funny great. is because another another one of my uh, notes I said like this this dude is definitely an incel. This is definitely a fantasy of like a oh. weird virgin incel oh, who's yeah. like a twenty nine year old virgin on the internet. Yeah, no, this is this movie has <laughs> incel vibes. Major. Oh, movie. this is the real forty uh, old version movie, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. This is, true. This is the real forty-year-old virgin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, move over. Yeah, move over, Steve Carell. There's someone new, and you don't want to get in his way. <laughs> okay. Uh, so was 
So once again, I continue to ask, how many staircases does this house have? Because even when we find in his bedroom, there is still yet another staircase in his bedroom. We never learn where it goes. I just noticed it was there. And I, I just, I don't know. This house is very tall and they don't exploit that enough in the film itself. They don't yeah. exploit that. <laughs> they don't exploit that. <laughs> <laughs> they should really investigate that because it could be a whole nother movie after that. I know, <laughs> right? Exactly. It's, it's, it's just like the, the house with too many stairs. <laughs> don't go up the staircase. Oh, don't go up the God. staircase. <laughs> it was sitting right in front of me and I missed it. <laughs> oh, that's a good one right there. Yeah, it made me actually kind of curious on, like, what his parents' like background, like, what did they do, like, got them to retire and be in this, like, gigantic-ass house? I know, it's, it's, it's well-furnished for the most part. I mean, the upstairs is, like, falling apart, but the downstairs is nice. Yeah, and he's living in, like, the hugest house I've ever seen, but, like, why is he, like, living in such, like, like working such, like, a regular Joe Schmo 9 to 5, clearly probably doesn't get paid enough job? Yeah. Well, it'll probably have to pay to get the lights, you know, keep them know, on man. or whatever. You know, <laughs> know what he had. This is yet another one of these films because it's because of this era. It's like the late 70s, early 80s. There are still American Union factory jobs out there. Because I'm pretty sure one of his coworkers had like a big pin that said 20 years, then retirement, which like that's a union thing. And it's like, yeah. oh shit, no, this guy didn't know what he had. He had a fucking sick ass union job that he would have had like a sweet fucking retirement on. You just show up, do your shit, then go home, like clock out at your regularly scheduled breaks and shit. Just like, no, like f- fucking pissing it away by burning women to death. It just, you know, guy doesn't know a fucking inside of a sick ass big house that's now his. Yeah. Yeah. His mom's and dead. It's your fucking house. Redecorate, dude. <laughs> yeah. Call the ambulance, get her out, and then boom, you're free. Exactly. <laughs> like you can play the music as loud as you want and jump on all the beds. It's like <laughs> all day, all night. It's, 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 you just turn into a sick ass party house. Yeah. And drink milkshakes. Do, yeah. Drink you know. milkshakes. I don't know if he was an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think Garfield was around yet. He didn't. Oh, he didn't... <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Garfield debuted in 1978. Whoops. Garfield was around. Oh my God. I just got owned on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Your career is over. I, you know, I, I'm retiring from music, I'm re- retiring from podcasts. I got owned on some Garfield history. <laughs> this is the official death of Elmo 415. <laughs> I don't take it that hard. <laughs> no, what happens on podcasts matters in real life. <laughs> yeah, everybody. I like this movie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's, it's weird because I, I did kind of like, so I guess there's, and then kind of in somewhat rapid succession, it's, there's an impl- there's a pretty heavy implication that he has also murdered abdu- and abducted two other women, and because then we eventually do end up seeing a room with three charred corpses in it. So it's oh okay he he's done this more than once now, and it's and, yeah it's and he dressed them up too. I don't know yeah, if he liked to yeah. play with dolls or something, but it's, yeah. it's it's the Norman Bates thing again. It's the psycho thing again. They're, yeah, they're, they're trying to ape psycho so hard because it's also clearly like in his mom's clothing or something like that. Dude, like, I definitely had that vibe. As soon as it started like that, yeah, it, it, yeah. all the way through the movie. <laughs> and it's like, it, it really, yeah, it's true. This is like psycho, but made on cocaine, but without any of the storytelling subtleties. Don't forget and, the disco. Yeah, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of disco too. It's like, and they could have made so much better use of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I can't, like, this movie's trying to do a character study, but there's not enough character there to do it. Yeah, because like because it's following this killer the entire time, but it it's trying to do the thing where I can tell the film wants us to feel sympathetic towards him, but it's giving us absolutely no reason whatsoever to be sympathetic towards him. So it's just like this weird like what is happening? 
Yeah. One scene I did like, I did like that scene where the um, corpses of his victim pull him underground. I thought the effects looked pretty cool on that. So that was. Um, oh, that's right in the dream. Yeah. Yeah. In the dream, I thought the dream sequence, that was a pretty good solid scene. Yeah. No, once they good. started moving, I was like, wait a minute. I thought these were just doll, like mannequins or whatever. They're actual people freaking dressed up. And I was like, okay, that got me. Yeah. That, that was got good, me right man. there. <laughs> so it's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. Yes. The, like, the you know the spirits of his victims you know it's like way heavily on his conscience in some way it's like on some level he knows what he's doing is fucked so yeah. it's like okay it's like they're giving you a little something there but they're still really not giving you that much yeah, yeah. hey father the voices didn't go away it's your turn to burn <laughs> <laughs> you lied to me <laughs> So then was it his, his co-worker who's like been talking to him and sticking up from like the whole movie finally yeah. invites him out um, so that he can cheat on his wife with um, a couple of uh, disco queens. And yeah, <laughs> disco queens. yeah they, they make they, they make it really clear that he's cheating on his wife and because yeah, they make sure because you don't see prior to this we because uh, we see him on the phone with uh donnie the main character and prior to this we've only seen him at work or like at a phone at a bar or something like that but then they need to make sure like, okay this guy's clearly a father of two younger kids and yep. definitely has a wife so it's like no these girls i got these two girls they're dynamite absolutely dynamite and <laughs> not was, care that they're in the other room and can hear you no. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah i like um I was just thinking, I was like wondering, I'm like, did he get secretly excited when he heard the word dynamite? Because he's so <laughs> setting everything on fire. Right? No, he likes fire. He doesn't like explosion. He likes fire. He likes yeah. things that crackle. <laughs> I like, well, maybe the wick, you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know, sparklers or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like the match and the wick. The, the explosion, not so much. Yeah. Uh, uh, After I, the explosion, we'll talk. Yeah, and, and back to the... Um, the sexual insecurity when he suggests um, them meeting up and watching a movie and the other guy randomly is like, well, you know, I, I don't want to just hold your hand and watch a movie. And then he's like, oh, no, I didn't mean anything like that. No, not, of course not. Of course not. I didn't want to hold your hand. I was like, and I was oh, like, that's I, funny. Guy bring up hand holding out of nowhere. <laughs> right. Just talk about watching a movie. <laughs> It, it, it really is one of those like the lady doth protest too much kind of vibes <laughs> oh yeah i kind of got it felt like he was little brothering him like i don't want to hold your hand little brother you know that's what i felt <laughs> yeah i mean i guess that was a bit more my vibe too it's yeah yeah so i guess so eventually he decides to was it he goes out gets a leisure suit um and then goes to the disco with his friend i guess well, speaking to one of the women who's like really trying to hit on him pretty hard, uh, he just can't handle it and sticks a candle in her face and lights her hair on fire. Yeah, and he got I, triggered because she was pulling on his he, she was pulling his arms and he was like, "Oh no, not this again." <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, that was right. Yeah, that's right. He 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 literally did get hashtag triggered. <laughs> um by uh from getting his arm pulled yeah so then he yeah just yeah shoves a candle in her face and lets her hair on fire which uh i i have to say i have seen someone's hair get lit on fire uh somewhat very recently um, oh wow uh it put it out very quickly but it was like oh shit wow that goes up very fast <laughs> uh, yeah Another thing I was thinking, the 70s must have been a crazy time because did anybody else notice that even when she was lit on fire, it seemed to not disrupt the partying? There was like At people all. still dancing. Yeah, people are still <laughs> dancing, snorting cocaine, getting jiggy on the dance floor. Like, it was the cocaine. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, oh like, that's part of the act. Oh, man, she's on fire, dude. <laughs> <laughs> she's getting lit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, those terms weren't used back then, back then, but yeah, she was definitely yeah. lit. <laughs> oh, no, 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 yeah, no, no. Jeez, um, talk about Disco Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> disco Inferno. Yeah, that is. Oh, I'm done. I'm done with you there. That was hilarious. <laughs> so oh. then I guess uh, 
the I guess a guy who turns out to be the girl's brother goes into the parking lot and uh, beats the ever-loving shit out of the guy, which he completely deserves. Yeah, you just, like, set somebody's face on fire in the middle of the club. Like, you an asshole. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, it's Yeah, fuck around and find out, dude. Come on. You know, it's like... <laughs> Test and, that assumption at your earliest convenience. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so he's gotten the, the shit kicked out of him, so he drives off. And he ends up picking up two drunk girls and who are the best actresses in the film. And so he also starts to just like lie his ass off. Uh, He does the thing where it's like, oh yeah, no, I beat up three guys after they start kicking my ass. And then, and even the drunk girls, like you can tell, like don't fucking believe him. And then he's, and then he straight up steals Valor and claims to have been in the Green Berets while he was in the Marines and they call it like bullshit on it. Like, aren't the Green Berets part of the army? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they are, but I was in something like even cooler. <laughs> you know? Busted. <laughs> all of- I would have got out the truck. Let me out. <laughs> I don't of care how dis- drunk I am. <laughs> of all the disturbing things in this movie, there's extreme violence, there's misogyny, homophobia, and child abuse and all sorts of horrible things, but you know, he really disrespected our troops in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Stolen Valor, definitely right there. It's like, guys, Vietnam just got over. We're still suffering here. You can't treat them like that. Yeah. They were spitting on them when they came back. They didn't do that. That never happened. <laughs> we found out the real reason it, it, it made the video nasties list. <laughs> the british the british media were very the british the british board board of film censorship was very concerned about the american military's um (laughs) prestige and a conflict they did not participate in (laughs) ouch So moving on that day, so he takes he takes the 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 girl hitchhikers. I think they said they were like nineteen, so they're excited to party at this like way older guy's house and stuff. You know, you can buy them beer and shit. Yeah. So they uh, they go with him to his house and to party and stuff. Yeah. And, and I should note that one of the one of the women um, strip looks like Velma from Scooby Doo because when she takes her jacket off, you realize oh she's wearing an orange turtleneck. She has like this short brown hair and it's like, okay, yeah, this is like, okay, what if Velma from Scooby-Doo like lost the glasses, got a little sexed up, you know, it's like, okay, (laughs) yeah, sure. It's like, it's undeniable. (laughs) Yeah. And it's perfect. Oh, you mean two, you mean, you mean two girls go to a mysterious house and end up getting into a wacky mystery? Um, Yeah, this sounds like Scooby-Doo to me. (laughs) Ruh-roh. Yeah, I mean... It, it it turned out that the killer was just old man Withers who worked worked the Ferris wheel at the carnival. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it I looks guess. The part. <laughs> so then, you know, obviously, it's like he knocks both of them out, ties them up. Uh, his co-worker and the priest roll by his house and uh, end up saving the women. And then the, the priest decides, no, no, no. I should keep going up the stairs of this house instead of going outside, instead of like calling the police and then leaving. Because oh. we just found two tied up women in the house. <laughs> and then well, he sets the priest on fire. <laughs> One of the most... Oh my god. <laughs> One of the most missed opportunities in this movie was after he set the priest on fire, I wanted him to say, go to hell. That would have been so badass. That would have been iconic, and they missed it. No, he, yeah, I forget whatever he said, but, you know, it, whatever it was, it wasn't as cool as, yeah, it's like, yeah, go to hell, father. You know, something like that. It's like, oh, come on. It's, well, you know what? This wasn't, I think this was just before the era of, like, 80s, action stars and doing like the quippy ass one-liners and stuff because i guess for a while like 
James Bond was the only one doing like the quippy ass one lines, but they figured, oh, he's British, he's allowed to do that and just be a smarmy dick. But then it's like, <laughs> okay, no, 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 we need to let Stallone and Arnold also be smarmy dicks. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but that just hadn't penetrated the American film industry yet. So now it just has to be. It's like, yeah. So just they just didn't have they just didn't have it, and it was a waste of a waste of a shot. <laughs> yeah. But I felt uh, the priest really needed some help. You know, that's why he looks towards the Lord. But he, I guess he turned a blind eye when he got burned, I guess. Yeah. Although, because, you know, <laughs> to be fair, the priest's church has an absolutely fucking awesome and metal painting inside of it. He's like, they start, you know, because there's some scene where they're talking in the church for, for about who knows whatever. This is where the film starts to get boring. But then they start talking about like, you know, hell and burning or something like that. And it cuts over to this painting that I think is heavily implied to be Lucifer. It has like fire all around him. It's like coming. It's like, Oh my God, this is fucking badass and too metal to be in a church right now. Well, you think about it. The church was pretty dark. Yeah. It was like black and red. And it, I guess it was hell, <laughs> you know, the way <laughs> I got from it, it was just too dark for me. And I'm like, well, this is not a, really a church. This is, must be a, you know, satanic ritual being performed and he butted in to get some holy water, which is just, you know, some crystal geyser water, you know, exactly. <laughs> Dasani. Yeah. Dasani, yeah. That's yeah. That's satanic right there. Dasani water. Exactly. <laughs> or maybe it was actually Satan water. Dasani. <laughs> Or not what what that So yeah, um, and uh, let's see. There's the. That's, I mean, what he gets uh burnt. Then was it? I guess finally, uh, our our hero villain gets his comeuppance and gets strangled to death by the corpses of the. Uh, of his victims and his mom. Yeah, and then the movie, I thought the movie ended really awkwardly. Like, it was kind of an unnecessary scene. I mean, I don't know, Dummy Man, what did you think of the ending of the movie? I, well, it made it seem like the voices were actual, I guess, ghost or remnant, and they just start jumping to the next body. Yeah, you know? it's so strange. <laughs> that's what i feel like after he burned down everything and i guess the voices left his head and finally got rid of his little you know (laughs) quarrel he had in his brain and now it's messing with this boy for the rest of his life yeah it just cuts over to some other kid who has a very abusive mom who is just like finished slapping the shit out of him and then they start whispering their evil whispers into his head and because i wasn't sure if like the voices were just like in his head and he was just like you know, like mentally ill or some shit or the, yeah. they're possessed voices or something but then it's like okay I guess by the time that the corpses come alive and strangle him it's like and then this little kid's like oh I, I guess it was ghosts yeah I guess it was straight demons That because why, why have a freaking church and a pastor yeah. and all that stuff you know it was actually because Velma from Scooby-Doo was in here it was ghosts ghost and then of course the film I love this too this is like this I realized this is a small little like subgenre of film that I absolutely adore it's films that end with disco music over the credits that are uh horror films also (laughs) yeah Yeah. i love how completely dark this movie is and then they end it with disco music it just feels so perfectly inappropriate because oh god there's been a few other films like was like prom ferox it's like prom at least makes sense because it's a prom film yeah like 1980 where disco music was still in so it's like okay it's just a ton of disco Campbell Ferox too. It's like, oh yeah, just like tons of disco music in it. Just ends with disco, disco throughout it. It's like, yes, okay, I'm down. I'm down for that. Just have a completely incongruous soundtrack just going over the end of this. Mm. So I'm I'm thinking maybe we could go over uh, what our final thoughts are in the movie. Uh, what do you have any final thoughts on this movie, Dummy Man? Um. I I would I just say that 
this guy was definitely twacked out and they should have uh, handled it a lot sooner. But uh, where was his father? You know, <laughs> that's all I ask. Where was his father? Because he left behind a lot of money, you know. Yeah, I, th- there are so <laughs> many unanswered questions about this. Yeah. That it's like, yeah, just like, what's, yeah, what is going on with the house? It's like, did the mom inherit it? Did the dad leave it? Like, like, yeah, was the dad just like some low life, you know, con man who went from town to town impregnating various crazy women only to have them, you know, give birth to a uh, possessed child? Yeah, I mean, I would like to believe that was the case. Yeah, but who knows? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But <laughs> it was interesting. It was yeah, interesting. I, I don't. I mean, honestly, I don't know if I can rightly recommend this one, just because, like, for all that it does right, I feel like it's still just like it has enough flaws that it just eventually makes it just kind of, eh. Yeah. So I have only one way that I can recommend this movie. So. If you want to know what a Grindhouse movie is, this is definitely has every single element of a Grindhouse movie. I mean, we've got extreme violence. We've got disco music. You know, we've got cocaine. Yeah. You know, naked women being set on fire. Like if you if, if you're if you were doing like a college report or something on like 42nd street or you wanted to get some historical background i would say like this if you're a grindhouse enthusiast you will love this movie but besides that it's still not that great of a movie but yeah if there's any if there's any hardcore grindhouse enthusiasts i recommend it to them only <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah if you're ready for the grunge yeah, yeah, right. I guess my recommendation as a whole is don't. <laughs> yeah, don't go, don't in go in the house or watch the movie. <laughs> or then, go up the steps that um we never knew was up there. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, maybe do, but uh, uh, whatever. You know, don't, don't, because we're moving on. We told you not <laughs> to go in the house. Now we're telling you, don't look in the basement. Yep. Because, and seriously, don't. Because I stopped taking notes after about 15 minutes into this film because I just did not give a shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, I took notes to save the episode. How did you, um, what, what, what's your, um, what's your, let, let's get some of Dummy Man's uh, thoughts on this movie before we get started talking about the movie oh, itself. <laughs> um, Please. I kind of liked it the way, where it was going. And then, um, the same time, I was like, "Lady, you really can't get out of this this facility. There's no windows." <laughs> Seriously, like, Seriously? you've been running around this building for a very long time, and you couldn't get this retarded guy to just go plow through the wall since he's so strong. You know, <laughs> I, <laughs> just... <laughs> I mean, like it's true. It's like because they so this is like a, a a mental asylum movie, except it's like. <laughs> It's just a house. It's just, it's just like a large. It's like a large boarding house type situation, but just for like the mentally ill. And what they do establish very early on that none of these doors have locks on them. So, yeah. Then how are you locked in if there's no locks on exactly, the doors? It's like, and it's only a two story house. Like you can just you can just like, hang yourself out of a window and just drop. Yes. You're not gonna get that badly hurt. Oh, everybody's crazy. They're not going to freaking chase you down. They're going to start talking to themselves. It's, <laughs> if, there, if there's something I learned from this movie is that I should be afraid of every crazy person I meet. They yep. will try and kill me. And I need to fear for my life. Uh, and they all need to be locked away. <laughs> yeah. If you were, if she was smart enough to understand that, I would have slept, put, or maybe put my whole entire bed against the door. Yeah. yeah, they they have like a lot of <laughs> annoyingly cliche stereotype stereotype archetype characters of mental illness. We have like the military veteran who's yeah. looking out the window. We've got ah. yeah, and, and then we've got oh look, this woman thinks her her uh, 
her her toy doll is a real baby. Look at how crazy she is. Yeah, so right. I was like, oh, yeah, well, that so one's funny. I I've yeah. seen some of those. And you know, the guy that's think he's still at war. I understand that. You know, that's shell shock. You know, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some of the stuff, and I'm like, you know what? You're kind of kind of pushing it. You know, yeah, like the, 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 the lady bubble. that yeah, she she's freaky at 24 seven. Every time she sees a man, it's like, what the heck. <laughs> yeah what 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 is this like the 1800s where they're like this woman has hysteria we must lock her in the tower <laughs> she just wanted to be loved <laughs> yeah i was like what was uh, i mean i don't think she was mentally ill i think she was just horny i think she just yeah that was it that's all a, i got <laughs> she just needed someone a partner that just wants to have sex as much as she does. It was the early 70s. She could have just gone into the porno industry. I mean, it's like... It's the 70s. She could have gone anywhere. Yeah. I mean, but it's like, yeah, you could have done that and got paid. It's <laughs> like, like, you know, it's like the whole... It's like, what? I feel like I keep coming back to the Joker on this podcast, unfortunately. But once again, if, you, if you're good at doing something... They never do it for free. <laughs> it's like, yeah, with her, just like, yeah, just, just go into the, it's like, in this fictional world, go to the porn industry and just sneak out of your unlocked uh, mental asylum doors. It's like, <laughs> no one's keeping you here. Yeah. And, yeah no then, one's keeping you here. <laughs> and then, oh, so I guess we'll start with the questionable, like, early on into this, we find that this place has some questionable, um, methods for uh treating mental illness for example uh giving a giving one of their patients who believes he is a judge and an officer of the court an axe to uh vent his feelings on a piece of wood and he proceeds to immediately kill (laughs) the lead doctor (laughs) yeah like you're unprofessional if you you're doing something like this and it's very, very dangerous. And you know this guy's twacked out of his mind, but you want to turn around and say and start talking to the lady. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, he's well, done no, for. Let's just automatically let's give, <laughs> let's give our mental patients sharp objects. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I I wrote down my notes, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Because yeah. also, like, it was the doctor who was there. It wasn't like some other doctor was forcing to do it. It was his idea. They should change their <laughs> name to Darwin's house. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I was like, I was thinking about it in, in like real life, like if you in like jails and various kinds of institutions, they don't even let you have shoelaces because you might hurt yourself or someone else with your own shoelaces. But this place, you're diagnosed as mentally ill, and they give you a giant fucking axe. Yeah. A sharp one as well, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's, oh my god. It's like, what the... Yeah, Can you give it's... them a wiffle ball bat and a pillow? Yeah, that was aggression. Yeah, even that. I don't know. It's like... I mean, that could backfire, but not to the extent of a fucking axe. Yeah, know? right. But then it's like, so then I guess it seems to be at first that now the newly doctor wants to cover up his death, but then very quickly changes her mind. Like after the new nurse shows up unannounced and she acts super fucking weird about it. It's like, I, I, and then I stopped taking notes because I stopped giving a shit about this movie. <laughs> yeah, we uh could you spew out a few more thoughts? We took very little notes on this. <laughs> well, I I didn't write any notes, but I remember both movies very well. Well, um stating that this lady did not assess the person that was talking to her. Uh I forgot her name, but the doctor supposedly that she was one of the patients and she finds out that she's one like you didn't assess that you're supposed to be you know going along for a ride to be a professional here it turns out the doctor was one of the patients the entire time yeah yeah you you missed that when you tuned out okay well yeah that kind of makes (laughs) sense in the end now um 
it's weird that they let her dress as a doctor and refer to herself as a doctor the entire time. Yes. Um, <laughs> it makes it makes a lot more sense now. Um, yeah. And then also as well, like I if what was it Doctor Stefan or whatever his name was? I couldn't remember his name, but Stevens. If he yeah. was Stevens, yeah. If he wasn't there. I'm leaving because you're not the person I talked to to be hired by it. So, in the job right there. <laughs> I mean, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and you're giving off vibes like you didn't want me here. So, I'm leaving. I don't, there's no need to talk or try to keep a job around a crazy person that's yeah. angry for some reason. And I thought you're right. professional. You, you shouldn't have any, uh, was it emotions? <laughs> yeah, that's right. She comes off, yeah, like the lead doctor, quote unquote comes off incredibly hostile to this new like registered nurse and and then i guess shortly after that uh she someone tries it's like one of the other inmates tries to to, or patients whatever tries to stab like stab and kill this nurse she is like seconds away from death before the woman gets pulled off of her like yeah and and then she's like, I want to quit, I want to quit. And then it's like, what do you mean? You begged me so hard for this job. It's like, she almost just got fucking murdered. Like, what? Yeah. Like, I would want to leave too. I would have left already. Like, first day give her it, shit. It's like, you're right. On. The first day it happens, I'm gone. Um, <laughs> No locks on the doors. That would have been red flag. I'm sorry. Can't work for you guys. No. I need safety. I need safety, okay? <laughs> No, seriously, it's like I, I've been in like not a situation like that, but enough situation where like it was at work and like I had to work in a sketchy ass neighborhood and like I almost got jumped and I just told him like I'm not coming back to this job. Fuck this, I'm working somewhere else. It's like get <laughs> yeah. someone else. I'm not doing this. I'm you're not paying me enough. It's like yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go like, cry in the bushes because it's, it's like, not I'm working. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> way less than what she dealt with. And so like, yeah. no, no, you have to stay. It's no, like, what, excuse by the way, me. <laughs> One thing, oh. I, one thing I noticed the old lady patient was like supposed to be scary, but was very unintentionally funny. No, I, I was into her. She was very fun. Yeah, yeah, she was like fun, but I feel like she was very accidentally hilarious. Like I was like, I, w- I was kind of vibing with her, but I was like, I know they were trying to make her really terrifying, but they just, uh, yeah, they didn't really hit the mark on the scary. Yeah, factor. I, I love I, they, because she was just like that little point that, hey, if you pay attention to this old lady, she was telling her, get out. You better go. Go now. It's bad here. <laughs> and yeah, then her was, tongue was... gets cut out. Oh, all right. All right. I'm going to have to assess the situation. I'm calling the proper authorities. Yeah. All types of stuff. Like, <laughs> and it's true. So much shit goes down so quickly. You have like the head doctor of the facility gets killed. Um, yeah. was it the one like the other the actual head um someone almost gets stabbed to death and like and the old lady gets her tongue ripped out of her mouth all within the course of about one day or yeah a real days. nurse would be calling the proper authorities to yeah, this is like this handled <laughs> what well, is happening well the phones weren't working so i well, think it was gonna you have to phone. leave now you have to exit That's out the you window just, you leave you leave <laughs> you yeah, can but, go and get help <laughs> yeah well, what, I, what what i'm saying though is that that you know that's why the authorities weren't contacted it's still <laughs> this is still a very convoluted confusing yeah. weird movie but... it's like then you leave and contact the authorities you, just, <laughs> you, can, you get the fuck out of there lady it's <laughs> yeah yeah but that was pretty funny that she tried the phone again after knowing that it wasn't working um, <laughs> yeah no wonder you couldn't get out you know <laughs> no yeah yeah, it is, seriously, I am so glad we're on the same page with that. How could you not get out of this place? It's like, it's not like, I'm saying mental asylum, but it, it's a house. It's just like a normal ass house. Oh, yeah. Like, you can totally get out of this place. Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't under, like, they. you could have just given all these people their own apartment in the city and it would have been the exact same level of safety. Yeah. on in this area you know there was there was no security measures in fact i think you also it's like the nurses are super understaffed there's no locks there's nothing about this that has any security 
Yeah. Only security is Sam, all right? Because yeah. he was just a lovable boy, even though he's 43. I'm just assuming his age, but. <laughs> no, guy... no, no, no. I think you're about right. No, no. <laughs> so, Sam was, yeah, I was into Sam. Yeah. He seemed yeah. like the only like, good one. It's like, no, he's just like, I forget. He's just about his boat. And, yeah. Uh, I forget what else, but it was, yeah, he had a couple other. He loved the doctor and the boat. That was it. Yeah, he was in the doctor's boat friends. and wasn't trying to fuck anyone's shit up. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's... And the strange part about it, nobody else was trying to fuck with Sam. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that was the crazy part. And one thing I wanted to talk about, I feel sorry for the guy that just wanted to fix the phone line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, he got he got a face full of titties and then died, you know, right yeah, after. Yeah. You know. What the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I put it on the notes. Phone guy is, I think you said this, McNasty. The phone guy is Vic from F is for Family. I had to write that down. Yeah, no, he totally had that, like, like Matthew McConaughey in Dazed and Confused vibes. Just like, hey, yeah. I'm just a cool yeah. guy. I'm just here to fix the phone lines, chip yep. back, have a beer after work. You, know, you guys want to join me? Go right ahead. It's All like, right. I'll be at the band right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right. Exactly. <laughs> just like he totally had that vibe. Like that's. I wish we were following him as the main character in this film. Oh, we would probably be killing over laughing because he was just too funny. Oh no, he was he was the best part of the film. It's yeah. like he because there would have been some driving force to this film too. Because I realized like throughout this film, it takes so long to set up any stakes. Or really set up any direction as to where the fuck this movie is going, that mm-hmm. it just like it just completely lost my attention. Whereas if you started off like, oh hey, you gotta go to this strange mental asylum to fix their phones, and it's not really yeah. working. And you're you had to really be into it. Like, yeah, you had to really be into it to see what was going on. And I saw it, and I was like, man, I still didn't want to sit down to finish it, but. I was like, okay, I understand what's going on. I get now, it. But you could have doing... got out because the phone guy accidentally got in if the place is supposed to be locked down. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and thank you for doing the Lord's work and actually sitting through this because I swear to God, it's like <laughs> when I found out we were only halfway through the film, I oh, I just sunk into despair. Just oh, like, yeah. oh my God, how are we only halfway through? <laughs> this is the longest hour and a half of my life. Oh, yeah. Horrible. The, the... Yeah. The whole time, I, I was also thinking, like, I feel bad for making Dummy Man um, have to watch this movie, too. And that, you know, we we took you on probably one of the most train wreck episodes that we've had. And um, I uh, hope you actually agree with us. No, actually, I, I got a lot out of it. And I was like, well, don't don't sleep around crazy people. That's what I learned, you know. Don't sleep around crazy people. <laughs> you know, this that's All it. That's what I got from this. And they will kill you. Yeah. And it's like that's true. Yeah. And come on, if they're really that twacked out of the mind, they shouldn't have any weapons. They should be in their little nice uh comfortable rooms with the you know pads on the walls, you know, getting their medication. But we we can say this, we can say this all day, but we know that this movie was in for some sinister shit. As soon as they cut the tongue of the old lady, as soon as I was like, oh, they don't want her speaking. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> I was thinking more that it was like, yeah, it's it's true. All, all mental patients are murderers, but we also can't be wasting taxpayer money funding these welfare stations. And so we just need to let them out. <laughs> it's oh. uh, I mean clearly I think we've made the correct decision in our society nowadays and uh it's I, I don't see why anyone would be complaining about the state of things at all. It just it, it, vis-a-vis regards to the mentally ill. So you so you don't want to open up um a, a mental health facility with no no uh no locks on any of the doors and you don't want to just have like a bunch of sharp objects lying around for them. It's, um, no, I, the sharp objects I'm okay with. Uh, it's it's more that I don't want to spend any money at all doing anything for them. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you know, in life, if you're able bodied person, you sink or swim. This should be the same case, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, we are hashtag canceled. <laughs> 
Um, no. <laughs> I'll show myself out. I'm gonna cancel myself right now. Hashtag <laughs> Ashley McNasty is canceled. Yeah, I'm canceled. <sighs> no, but the bullshit aside, I, I, I went at the end of the movie. I say she could have just got out because Sam showed her the way through the basement, and if she didn't kill the doctor, he probably would have survived as well. But and goodbye the boat, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, it's and so I guess do look in the ba- do look in the basement. Yeah, that's kind of the weird part about this because that's how she got out was through yeah, the basement. If they just looked in the basement, everything would have been fine. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe this whole movie is actually an incredibly complex psychological mind fuck. I mean, it is a mind fuck. Hey, it is. Yeah. I don't think it's incredibly complex though. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I don't know. I'm I'm starting to run out of stuff to talk about regarding this movie. Um, I'm thinking maybe we could move to our uh, final thoughts. Do you want to start us off, Mister Dummy Man? Oh yeah, final thoughts. Uh, you know what? There's one guy we forgot about was the guy with the axe. Now remember, he could he had to remember his name and remember who he was. And I think he wasn't crazy. He just had amnesia, and um, I'm I'm sorry that he died. For no yeah, reason. He's had amnesia and was constantly remembering who he was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he killed the doctor and hacked up the other girl. Well, you know, I I gotta say, in regards or to Denny, the doctor, that's her name, the 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 other doctor, Denny. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But I gotta say, in regards to the other, in regards to the first doctor, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. All right, you yeah. gave a mental patient an axe. What do you think was gonna happen? <laughs> and uh, yeah. My my thought final thoughts are um on this movie is this movie sucks. I I I don't have I can't really recommend it for anything. Yeah. I absolutely hated this fucking movie. Yeah, I wouldn't re- recommend any of it at all. This movie this might be the worst movie we've watched for this so far because you know, we were thinking about it. we watched that one nightmare a while ago that that one was pretty atrociously bad but after seeing this we realized uh, nightmare did have some artistry within the first i don't know 10 or 15 minutes of it well at least nightmare gave us a couple of cool kills this one just gave us nothing yeah Yeah, absolutely nothing and it dragged out for a while too just kept going and there was nothing nothing driving the film (laughs) Yeah. yeah it was you know, as I'll sum it up, don't, don't, <laughs> don't watch this film. Don't watch the movie. <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> don't. Yeah, and uh, um, yeah. Before we, uh, before we start finally wrapping up, I just want to give a shout out to Mr. Dummy Man for yeah, coming yeah. on the show. And mm-hmm. Mr. Dummy Man actually produced the beat and did the mixing and mastering for our theme song. So I uh, just wanted to give you some props for uh, for, for uh, helping create our theme song. You know, I'm rapping on it, but you uh, produced the beat and did the it's mixing. It's all and good, mastering. man. And we're just gonna keep it moving forward. You know, oh, yeah, 2022 yeah. <laughs> for shows. And you got anything you want to plug? Social media, anything like that? Oh yeah, you can follow me at uh, Pan underscore Yasuke. That's uh, Y A S U. Ke, and uh yeah that's my social media on instagram um i got a youtube channel it's christian weldon i got a couple videos uh various artists including me as well um yeah that's about it all right cool yeah we'll make sure to plug those in the show notes and uh yeah i think uh this has been it's a nasty world i have been ashley mcnasty elmo 415 and this has been dummy man all right yep. Until next time, stay nasty, my friends. Stay nasty. Stay nasty. All right, we ended.